Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City. Sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Tuesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is the number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Coming up hour 20 from now, Outside linebacker for the L.A. Rams, an incredible story. Byron Young, who at one point uh, did work at a Dollar General store and now is a rookie linebacker in the NFL, so you don't want to miss that conversation. And then at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific, a man that is dominating the NFL and a team that has been one of the better stories in the league this year, Houston Texans' third overall pick from this past NFL draft, Will Anderson Jr., will join us. Whole lot to do today. Moist Mike, welcome back. Big Mike CBS back in the building. Also, Stuart Kovacs as well along the other way. We're here all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. All righty, we got to continue the college football playoff conversation. Yesterday, I told you I understood what the committee did. Is it rotten? Is it unfortunate? Is it horrible for Florida State? Absolutely But I view that team differently, even being a big backer of the Seminoles, even before the season started, without Jordan Travis. So I thought to myself, how do we change this? How do we make this better? And if you listen to this show, I've made myself abundantly clear that I absolutely despise that the college football playoff next year is going to be 12 teams. And I think it's unfortunate that it's going to 12 because in all of sports, The best regular season is college football. It means something each and every time you step foot on the field and then either play or watch your team play in the game. And going to 12, my fear is that it devalues the regular season, to some extent devalues the conference championship games as well, and the week-to-week grind that we love and the week-to-week sprint that we love of college football doesn't fade away but it provides too many soft landing spots for teams that I don't need to no longer see. So I understand I've already lost the argument. Like money is going to win out. Money has already won out. And they are going to 12 teams, whether I like it or not, next year for the uh, 2024 
regular season. But with that being said, I have been accepting of expanding the playoff to six or eight teams. And for a while, I was at stay at four. Then I thought about going to eight. And we used to give this formula of, okay, you have your power five, conference champs. They get in out of the eight. Then you have one spot for the non-power five, best conference champion, and then two wild card spots. But really, with one power five conference going away in the Pac-12, as everyone has dashed to either the ACC, the Big 12, or the Big 10, only two schools remain in the uh, uh, in the Pac-12, and we'll see what eventually happens with that conference. You're really only going to have four conference champions moving forward into the future, and maybe eventually truncated to three with the never-ending uh, changes of college football that should get an automatic bid. So giving only uh, going from five uh, Power Five conferences to then only four power conferences, it makes me move away from wanting an eight-team playoff. And most years, we sit here, and I understand this may not be the popular opinion today, but I do think it's the right opinion. Most years, we don't have a Florida State situation. Most years, whenever we've gone to four teams, there's not been a need to see teams five, six, seven, and eight. So I do start to believe And I've already, and I'll stick by this, that 12 is too rich, 12 is too much. I'm starting to think 8 is too much as well. Like, look how long we've had to go for finally the person that's been all about expanding from 4 to finally have somewhat of a victory lap. And finally be able to say, oh, you're wrong, and now we need to change the college football playoff, and it's great that they're going to 12. Well, all I ask is this. If you are someone that you believe going to 12 is right. Circle back next year. And are you only happy that we got to 12 because it gives a school like Ole Miss or Penn State an invite to the dance? Is that where your motivation is, or did it make the sport better? And I don't think it makes the sport better. So when I go through these options in this fun world to just talking about on the radio, stay at four, go to six, go to eight, go to 12, going to six is the best option. And it's even proven true this year that six would be the perfect number because it gives you insurance. It doesn't take away from the regular season. It doesn't take away too much from conference championship weekend. And having one of the Power Five conferences go away, we don't need to then have five automatic bids. Because like five automatic bids going to your conference champs well, then you only leave one wild card spot for uh, the non-conference champion. That could get a little hairy. But with this going to four main conferences, it's simple what you could do moving forward. Have four of the power conferences, whoever wins those conference championships, they get into the playoff, and then you have two wild card spots. And I think that is phenomenal. And I know that's not the case this year because of the fact that there's five power five conferences, but if you had a six-team playoff this year, It doesn't take away from the regular season. It doesn't take away from conference championship weekend. And it doesn't feel like we have any teams possible that we've already seen enough and we don't need to see again. So in the six-team field, let's say Zach Gelb was the commissioner of college football, which actually wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, You would have Michigan and Washington having buys. And then your first two uh, uh, first-round games, it would be this year Florida State against Alabama. Hello. 
<laughs> we'll get to determine who really does belong. And then you would also get Texas going up against Georgia. Like, I don't need to see anything more than that. I don't need to see, no offense to Oregon, I love their program. Oregon, you lost twice to Washington. I don't need to see you play any more football this year. You look at a school like Ohio State, you had three games on your schedule. And Penn State isn't the toughest competition. Notre Dame is a solid program, good program. And then in the biggest game of the year, you lost to Michigan. And we saw your biggest problem get exposed in Kyle McCord not being good enough. So I really do believe six provides a little bit of insurance. It still makes the regular season matter. And then it still makes conference championship weekend matter. So I am now the line of thinking that six teams for the college football playoff would be the best. But going to 12 next year, what it does is that's just the start of ruining the regular season, which is the preeminent regular season in all sports right now of the college football schedule. And also taking away the importance of a, of a conference championship. But I know you could say, oh, well, you're a conference championship. You get to buy the new format, all that, blah, 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 blah. But when you have a race to 12 teams, it's going to do two things. It's going to give us life to three lost schools. I don't need to see three lost schools in a playoff. And not only that, this is just the beginning. This is just the start. It's 12 now. When are we going to eventually make this? 16, 18, 20. It's only going to augment. So to make that rush from 4 to 12 makes no sense. And that's why... Zach Gelb, you know, I was running college football. I would then just go from four to six for the multitude of reasons that I just laid on out. And you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me a little bit of Major League Baseball when they added that extra wild card spot. I know they've since changed the format once again. But Major League Baseball, when they had... Right, your your four teams that get in the one wild card spot. Then you made another wild card spot, and you had them play up against each other before the real postseason started. That's kind of I was using that format, and that's worked really well with uh, Major League Baseball. And they shouldn't have gone away from it. I don't love this new format now, but that was kind of the impetus in trying to figure out how do you still reward a little bit of a buy and a little bit of a right to the best two teams in the country. And then how do you add some schools but not add too many schools? And that's what what I came up with. And usually I would gloss past six because you would have five power five conference champs. But with the Pac-12 going bye-bye, going from four to six and only needing to reward the four power conferences and then having two wild card spots in essence, that's the best thing for the sport. It really is. And... It is the best of both worlds where you appease the crowd that wants expansion, but then for like people like me that are anti-expansion because of the fear that it's going to ruin the regular season, you only expand the playoff in a very minor margin, and it provides the committee the ability to have some insurance on a year like this, which is an anomaly, but it can happen where all hell breaks loose when you have Georgia go down to Alabama, when Florida State is undefeated as the ACC champ, you have Texas as a one-loss Big 12 champ, 
You have Michigan undefeated as the Big Ten champ, and you have Washington undefeated as the Pac-12 champ. Because we get back to that conversation of most deserving and who's the best, and really it's become a Venn diagram to get to four of who's also the four best teams and who's also the most deserving. And when you combine them all together, that's where you go. You know, I still think Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country. But Georgia didn't have, in this format, the deserving case to get in because they weren't the SEC champion. And you had someone like Florida State, who the committee tells you is not better than Alabama, but then they're better than Georgia. And I know that sometimes the rankings after you get to four, it's really irrelevant. Like who's five, who's six, who's seven in this four-team format. I don't think anyone actually believes if you're going to tell me Alabama has to get in because Bama would beat Florida State tomorrow, that if Florida State played Georgia, that Florida State would beat Georgia. But that's what the rankings said. So I think six is great. And this year when you look at the rankings, it's the perfect cutoff. And I know Oregon fans may say, oh, what about us? Ohio State fans may say, what about us? I don't think anyone would be saying in a six-team format that Ohio State got screwed or Oregon got screwed unless you are a fan of Ohio State or Oregon. If you're looking at this from an objective manner, you put two extra teams in the playoffs, you make it six. It doesn't water down the regular season. It doesn't water down conference championship weekend. And you would have a really fun playoff with only adding, in essence, one extra round and one minor extra round being added. And imagine, like, let's just say you do this next weekend and then you have the semifinal game still on the first day of the year and then the national championship game on the uh, on January 8th, that Monday. Imagine next weekend we had, after all this debate, Alabama playing Florida State. Imagine if we had Texas playing Georgia and then the winners of those games, whoever do prevail, go on on January 1st to play Michigan, to play Washington, and then from that, you have the January 8th national championship game. I know that this has been a lot. I know that throughout the years, people have changed their arguments on this. And originally I wanted eight. And then I said, no, four, 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 four. And I haven't moved off that. But there's been a lot of changes in college football. And when you go through all of these changes, even though it's going to 12, I still circle back to six being the best. So here's our poll question today. How many teams should the college football playoff be? Four, six, eight, or 12. Right now, 52.9% of the early returns say eight. 21.7% say 12. 21% say six. And only 4.5% say remain at four teams. We'll take your phone calls on this when we come on back. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Four, six, eight, or 12. What would be the perfect number for the college football playoff moving forward? Also, when we come on back, Aaron Rodgers. Talking to ESPN, talking to Pat McAfee, and he's not happy about some of the information that's been reported in the last 24 hours about Zach Wilson and the JTS Jets, Jets, Jets. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio, off and running on a very busy Tuesday edition, back in five. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll get this to this uh, wild story about the Jets and Zach Wilson and now Aaron Rodgers is thrown into the story and has responded to it earlier today on the Pat McAfee show in just a bit. But we opened up the show talking about what the college football playoffs should be moving forward. I know it's going to 12 next season. I think six is the perfect number. We're asking you what should be the college football playoff format. That's our poll question today, four, six, eight, or 12. Uh, right now, uh, 4.4% say four, 20.9% say six, 52.5% say eight, and 22.5% say 12. Let's go out to the phones, 855-212-4CBS, 855 4227. Let's go to Jack in Tallahassee. First up on CBS Sports Radio. What's happening, Jack? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Nothing hey, much. Go ahead. On, hey, I was calling about, I, I hear you uh, talk about your teams, how many think you should be in the playoffs. Are you taking and considering that, that there's going to be close to 20 teams with each conference? That's roughly 60 to 80 teams, and you only want six to eight teams to run for the championship? I don't think that's fair, but tell me what you think. Well, who right now do you need to see more of that did not get into the college football playoff outside of Florida State and Georgia? I would love to see Ohio State. Why? They're not a bad team. Their quarterback just left them. He just hit the transfer portal. He just said, they just basically said the quarterback's not good enough. We're going to advise Kyle McCord to go elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, but, you, you know, anything can happen once you get in the playoffs. We know that. I mean. Yeah, but um, then the regular season means that. nothing. <laughs> and that's the best part of the col- about college football. It's the best regular season in sports. So what, is it going to become the NBA where no one gives a rat's ass about the, uh, the regular season because well, you have 10 teams in each conference that still have a chance regardless of what happens in the regular season as long as you're in the top 10 to go make a, a spot in the playoffs? I think, I think that's where we're going to have a problem with all these teams joining uh, conferences, all these conferences, because it's only going to be so many spots and you're going to have 20 teams. Well, they're going to 12 and, next year. Right. Like right, right now, let me ask you 20. this. Let me ask you this. 
right now, do we need to see Missouri, Penn State, Ole Miss, or Oklahoma play another down of football this year? Well, no. The answer is no. You don't need to. I, I can't. I can't say because Missouri's not a bad team. They're not a bad team. But do you think Missouri's doing anything more than just winning one round? If that, yeah, yeah. I you think, you think yeah. Missouri could win multiple rounds in the college football playoff? I think they could win more than one. Yeah, I think they could win one round. Yes. Well, I that's not. Do you think round. they could win more than one round? Do you think they could win it two games? It all it all depends on matchup. Yes. Right? See, Jack, I appreciate the phone call. But let's be real here. The answer is no. Outside of Florida State and Georgia, there's no need to see any other team in the country more this season that did not make the college football playoff. Ohio State, very good team, good defense. One of the best players in college football, Marvin Harrison Jr. You knew what their flaw was this year? It was the quarterback, and it showed up against Michigan. Oregon, they had two chances. They beat Washington one time. They go to the college football playoff. They couldn't beat Washington even when they were a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Penn State, they had two games this year on their schedule. Loss, loss. I don't need to see any more of these teams. Let's go to Roger Modesto uh, next up on CBS Sports Radio. What's happening, Roger? Uh, uh, thank you. Hey, so if you don't want to see more teams, then uh, what do you think of the FCS format? I mean, Well, when they have 24? Yeah, and, and let me ask you this: When does anyone ever talk about the FCS? Well, I'm just telling you that at the end of the season, it's always indisputable. There's not all the controversy that we have every year, and we've been having it for decades. Wait, now. when has there always been controversy in the four-team format? This is the one year where where someone felt like they got legitimately screwed in a four-team format, and, and it's going to keep happening. Before this, why the they season, go to twelve yeah. next year? It's not going to keep on happening. They go to twelve next year. They ruin it next year. You got 133 programs in FBS, and you've got 128 in FCS. Why not do what FCS has successfully done since 1978? Have a 24-team format. Eight, first eight teams. Get because it's by. not the big boys. When does anyone talk about the FCS regular season? Uh, a lot of people do. A lot of people. Who? Who? Who are a lot of people? I, I would love to uh, know. I would love to know who those people are that talk about it. And I'm not saying just because you get overlooked and you go to a smaller school that you can't go on to have a great career, you can. But no one ever talks about the FCS regular season. No one does. Yeah, but people don't not talk about the FCS regular season because the playoff is so big. They don't. We don't talk about it because no one cares about the FCS. Period. So why? So so then fair. So the, but but but, 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 but wait, hold on. Is, hold on. Let me yes, ask you this. Yes. Then for what we do care about, why should we use? a scale and a standard for something that we don't care about to say that it would be good in, in, in this sport. So while we don't care as much or at all really about FCS regular season or really even the playoffs, what's clear is that that 2014 playoff has been successful for the FCS. Sure. It's been, uh, the players haven't complained about having these extra games. Like, you know, some people have talked about that, all the extra games. There hasn't been that kind of complaint. It's probably good for TV money and it's exciting for all of those. I mean, forget about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Look at high school. High school. High school state championships, yeah. regional championships, you have 8, sure. 12, 16 teams that mm-hmm. battle in for a bracket. So at the end of the day, why does college football FBS have to be different from literally every other sport that we play in America? Because when you are, I'm just going to keep it in the football matter here, what you said, in FCS and in high school, when you're, when you're the minor leagues, the big leagues don't have to do things to make you more attractive 
and make it more entertaining. The NFL does it, and the NFL is the biggest league. The, the NFL has fourteen of thirty-two is, teams. Is seven and seven, Which and is, quite frankly, yes. I think adding a seventh team in the NFL on both sides. Guess what? A little breaking news. When it happened, I thought it was stupid and unnecessary. Just wait till the seven seed wins. Listen, as a Patriots fan, you should be happy. Being a six seed all those times. Well, I guess you guys never actually won it. What as are you a six talking seed. about? We no, always had the always bye. Two it, was the, it was the Broncos who always yeah. won as a six the, seed. The Packers won as a six seed that one year with Aaron Rodgers. It happened. But, but, at the but NFL, NFL, that doesn't mean it's right. It's That's not why they should do it. In the NFL, they have 32 teams as opposed to 133 in the FBS. And to what that first caller was saying, he's right. Eventually, we're going to have three, maybe four big power okay. conferences with 20 teams in it. And you're going to say that one team from each of those conferences. It's an automatic bid just because yeah, they won the conference? Yeah, and there would be three other spots in, in, in that case. But, like, put it, you keep on saying 24 and, and this, and when, when it goes to when you truncate these conferences and everything, like, do we need to see more of Oklahoma State this year? I'll give you 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Do we need to see more of Oklahoma State this year? Do we need to see more than Tennessee? Do we need to see more than Clemson with Dabo Sweeney? Liberty, SMU? The answer is no. David in Dallas next up on CBS Sports Radio. David, go ahead. <laughs> Hey, Zach, they should, they should just keep it at four. I think it makes it special. Also, people are complaining about opportunities like you were talking about, like with Penn State. Every week's a playoff of the regular season. That's what makes college football special. That's why Bingo. nobody cares about college basketball. That's why the NBA is coming up with some Fugazi tournament to try to drum up interest. That's why <laughs> baseball has no interest until October 1st. You know, it's a great point that you bring up, David. And let's just – let's. I don't like to compare collegiate – to professional. But let's look at college basketball. I'm a fan of college basketball. But notice, on most national shows, we don't talk college basketball maybe until the earliest on February. Or if you get a big coach on and the coach wants to be made available before February. So you want to go to this ridiculous number and be the FCS, it takes away from us talking and us paying attention and us really caring about the regular season from September, October, and November, because you could have this big game, and you could have the pomps and circumstances of, of the game, like Ohio State and Michigan, and you go to 24, or you even go to 12, it does take a little juice away from that game, because you know that team, it's not do or die, and you still have life to get into the college football playoff, and there's too much insurance. Let's go to Bill in Myrtle Beach next up on CBS Sports Radio. Bill, what's shaking? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. First-time caller. Anyway, uh, I don't agree with the 4, 6, 8, or 12. It's too many after a while. I do think the number should be 5. And the reason the number should be 5 is because you're going to have a team that gets in that is questionable and a team that didn't get in, which is questionable. Mm -hmm. Why don't they play a wild-card game to become the fourth team? And then four plays one and two plays three, and you get a championship. Yeah, I don't think but, but Bill, let me just ask you this. You would agree in the last 24 hours the, the team with the biggest gripe has been Florida State. So they put, they put Florida State in at five. They put Georgia at six. Let's just say I you agree. are right, Bill, and they go to only five teams. Don't you think right. the committee puts Georgia in front of uh, Florida State then? I think they may have. But I think right? they made their decision. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think six is fine, because I like where Bill's thinking, where you kind of have that wild card kind of round, like what Major League Baseball used to do. You could do that with six, where the two best teams in the country, the two best uh, conference champs, they get a bye, then three and four get in. So this year, that would have been uh, Texas. That would have been 
Um, also Alabama, and then you have the two landing spots for your Florida State and and for your Georgia. And I think that works out really well, and I still think it keeps the integrity and the fun of the regular season, also conference championship weekend, and it gives everyone a landing spot for a little, if all chaos breaks loose, and if all hell breaks loose, it still gives you a landing spot for some teams that people still would like to see some more of. Let's go to Jason in Erie, Pennsylvania, next up on CBS Sports Radio. Jason, what's happening? Jason. Hey, I just wanted to... Yep. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, the reason they're going to 12 now is to kind of future-proof the whole playoff system. Because right now, they, if you go to six teams now, uh, eventually they're going to want to do 12. And to get all everyone to sign off on it and do everything else that they need to do, it'll take years upon years upon years. Well, you know why they're going to 12. The- they're going to 12 for money. That's what they're going for. Like, let's not sugarcoat this. They're going to 12 teams for money, first and foremost. That's what decisions get made in sports. It's for money. The NFL didn't say, oh, let's go to seven uh, teams in the playoffs because, yeah, we, we need an extra wild card team. It's for money with these TV deals and playoff things and, and, and along those lines. And, and also, when you see the point that the caller was making, he's not wrong. You go to six, eventually they're going to want to increase it. That's the thing I hate the most with going to 12. I know inevitably, and I can't stand 12, that they're going to want to increase it from 12 into even more teams. So to make that drastic jump from 4 to 12 being the first step, that's just ludicrous to me. And when you have basically one of the conferences, the power conferences, go away this year, originally I was at the number 8 being fine. Now it would be at the number of 6 total teams being fine in the college football playoff. All righty, I want to do this real quickly. So yesterday, Diana Rossini from The Athletic had a timeline of events that they were reporting that Zach Wilson made it clear to multiple members of the organization, players, staff, coaches, of his apprehension to start due to perceived injury risk per sources. The conversation with Rodgers came as a result of Wilson's uh, shared sentiment with others. And here's what I'll say. Zach Wilson, let's say the Jets go to him. Zach, we want you to start again. He says no. Yesterday, I said to you, they should cut him then. I would actually suspend him. I would suspend Zach Wilson, and then you don't have to pay him whatever money remains on on the contract and things like that. But it makes no sense to me for Zach Wilson why you wouldn't want to play. I understand you could be annoyed at the organization, but the reason why you're in this spot is because you didn't play well enough. And you've been given now multiple opportunities to be the guy, and you saying you don't want to play because you're afraid you're going to get hurt or you don't like the team around you, whatever the the bull junk is, well, you're going to be trying to get a second opportunity this offseason. So why the heck would I want to go sign Zach Wilson and bring Zach Wilson in if he's not willing to participate right now in a tough circumstance? This makes me want to move farther and farther away from Zach Wilson. And trust me, no one's going to be begging right now for the services of Zach Wilson, other than they just can't get out of the way of their own ego and they think their own ego from an offensive mind in this league is going to be able to fix Zach Wilson. Let's listen up. Uh, this is Robert Sala on the report that Zach Wilson doesn't want to play football right now. Here's the coach of the Jets. Let's be clear. 
If he was reluctant to play guys, he wouldn't be here. I actually coincidentally just got done speaking with him. Uh, he came in about a half hour ago and we had a really good conversation. The young man wants the ball. He wants to start. He believes he's the best uh, quarterback in the room and best quarterback for this team and the best w- and the guy who gives us the best chance to win. And I'll tell you guys the same thing I told him. I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that he wants to play. I'm just not there yet. So this gets leaked out two ways. One, Robert Sala's lying. There's coaches on the staff that are annoyed with the way that Zach Wilson's handling this and they want to show him. Or Zach Wilson's team is leaking this out in a bizarre way because they want to expedite his departure from the New York Jets and just have the Jets release him outright. Let's listen up to Aaron Rodgers doing his weekly interview on the Pat McAfee show via ESPN. And he responded to the reports that Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. Whoever that person is that thinks it's okay, number one, to talk to anybody like that, I don't understand what you get out of that, number one. But number two, what is your impetus? What is your motivation to try and bury someone like that? And that's a problem with the organization. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately. There's no place in in a winning culture. And there's been, this is not the only time. There's been a bunch of other leaks. I think it's chicken sh- at its core, and, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization to be a source, on, especially not if you're going to assassinate somebody's character. So, Sam Terry, you know how I translate that? Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. Because, notice, Rodgers goes after the report. Rodgers goes after who's leaking the information. And now, whatever happens in the next 24, 40 hours is nonsense because the Jets are just trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. But whoever is leaking this information is the real frustration from Aaron Rodgers because it shows Rodgers knows the truth and Rodgers knows that someone in the organization, whether it's Zach or a coach or someone, they leaked this and the truth is now out there for everybody else to digest and talk about uh, for the rest of the week. That was exactly what I heard when I heard that cut also. <laughs> he wasn't denying the report. Yeah. He wasn't saying that's BS, that whoever mm-hmm. would say that. it's No, he was knocking the leak. And once you start knocking the leak, that means you're frustrated with that the correct information yeah. is out there. So I'm right there with you that this was 100% true. And listen, I don't think it's about injury really as much for Zach Wilson. He wants to move on. It's not even just about moving on. They just continue to put him in bad situation after bad situation. He's terrible. But like with that offensive line and all the other issues, like... He, there's no chance for him to succeed. He just needs a fresh wait, start wait, wait, wait. and try something else. No chance? There's a lot of bad quarterbacks this year that have been given an opportunity and at least have looked competent at times. On uh, the Jets? No, 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 not at the Jets. Around the rest of the league. How what? many quarterbacks have we looked at and we said, wow, they actually look competent, and you have Brees Hall, you have Garrett Wilson, and I'm not saying that the Jets have put Zach Wilson in the best position. They haven't. But that shouldn't exonerate Zach Wilson because what Zach Wilson has been able to control, he's been god-awful and hasn't shown any sign of ever being a franchise quarterback. I'm not defending Zach Wilson. I'm just saying that he understands that him in this system, on this team, at this moment, whether it's a confidence thing or the offensive line or whatever, there is a 0% chance of success. So why put himself out there continually to showcase how terrible he is. Maybe he'll go to a different place and pull a Rich Gannon and... Or and, Geno Smith. Or Geno Smith and showcase that he does have the talent. He won't. But with the Jets, with this team, and this coaching staff, and this, he just will not succeed. So he knows that. He understands that. Another quarterback injured last night. What does this mean for the rest of the football? I think it only picks up the intensity 
and pressure for two more teams to win it all. We will discuss that when we return. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's get the latest CBS Sports Radio update in first, though, with the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. This week's player is Texans cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. In Sunday's 22-17 win over the Broncos, Stingley picked off Russell Wilson twice. Stingley now has four interceptions on the season, all coming in his last five games. And joining us coming up at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific from the Houston Texans will be his teammate in Will Anderson Jr. Looking forward to that conversation. Byron Young from the Rams will stop by at 4.20 p.m. Eastern, 1.20 p.m. Pacific. We'll get back to the phones in just a second. A lot of participation on the college football playoff topic. I think they should only go to six. We already know they're going at 12. But what say you? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Good news for Jaguars fans. Um, I know you lost last night but you felt for a while that the season was over because you saw Trevor Lawrence leave the game in an intense amount of pain. And it's amazing to me that when you get the news today, and it, I guess, wasn't as bad as what it looked because I thought his season was over when he left the field, but now it's a high ankle sprain. He'll be week to week. You don't think he's going to play this week, but maybe come back two weeks from now. But Samson, I don't know if you realize this. When he goes down, and we've seen before, right? I remember when Tom Brady tore his ACL, he walked off the field on his own power. I remember when Carson Wentz tore his ACL, he stayed on the field, threw a touchdown to uh, an Eagles player that helped uh, uh, win a game for the Eagles up against the Rams and then eventually walked off the field. Last night, 
Trevor Lawrence is in an intense amount of pain. And we didn't know if it was a leg injury. We didn't know if it was an ankle injury. He got assistance all the way to the locker room. You know, maybe this is bizarre. Maybe this is, like, not that important. But you have a cart. Why wouldn't they just cart him off to the locker room? Maybe I'm just using logic, but I saw the video, how much of a struggle it was. And Trevor Lawrence is a big dude. How much of a struggle it was for the medical staff, whoever was helping him, just get him to the locker room. And those shots in the tunnel... Like, just get the guy in the cart. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. And forget the cart. The other person that was helping him was a cop or security guard. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, You're right. One was a medical guy. (laughs) You're right. Why not have one of the players on the bench or, like, somebody who's not in uniform? Why are you getting, like, a... The fact that they didn't have a plan in place to get Trevor Lawrence to the locker room, your most important player, is beyond me. You have the franchise leader, the guy that is there to save your franchise, the golden boy, the face of the organization, and you can't even get the guy a damn cart to get into the locker room. That's what everyone calls me, golden boy, face of the organization. Really? All around the time. here? Yeah. You sure? I mean, look at this mug. Beautiful. Yeah. You know what? I I don't think they get you a cart around here if you got hurt. I think they would tell Stu, <laughs> pick him up, fire him, and carry his ass out of the building. They get me a coffin. <laughs> You're not wrong about that one. Uh, off that injury though. We don't know when Trevor Lawrence is going to come back. The AFC is wide open. If it's not this year to go to the Super Bowl for the Ravens, and I know they've dealt with their own injuries with Mark Andrews, when is it going to be your year? Because Kansas City looked extremely vulnerable. It's now been 13 weeks, and we haven't seen that offense be great outside of what? That week three performance when Taylor Swift was in the building, I think up against the Chicago Bears or the second half up against the Raiders. And I tried to warn everybody last week. Oh, the Chiefs are back when they beat up on a bad Raiders team the second half. Did everyone forget they were playing the Raiders? <laughs> like, did everyone forget the Raiders fired their coach? I know they've been a fun story under Antonio Pierce, but let's not go praise the Chiefs offense for finally having a pulse in the second half up against the Raiders. And that offense, they did not play great, even though they should have got bailed out with the penalty because uh, it was pass interference at the end. But they did not play well enough where I thought they were deserving of a victory up against the Packers, and they didn't get it. So in the AFC, it's clear there's a lot of pressure on the Ravens. And you keep on seeing these quarterbacks drop like flies, like just in their own division. Burrow's done. uh, Watson's done. Now Kenny Pickett is hurt. Like the Ravens, we know they're going to win the AFC North. But when you look at this year of who are the teams that are competing in the AFC, the Dolphins haven't been able to beat a great team. The Jaguars haven't been able to really beat a great team. And I guess the Texans and the Colts are now becoming a story. You look around... If your best competition is a eh, Chiefs offense, even though they still have Mahomes, a Dolphins team that can't be great teams, and then you have the Jaguars, and we don't know when Lawrence is going to come back. As long as Lamar stays healthy, as long as the great eight stays healthy, they better find a way to get to the Super Bowl this year. On the other side, the 49ers, they have now smothered the Eagles and then also the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers have been knocking on the door the last few years. Now you got to break through. We've seen them get to a Super Bowl before, but you got to finish the job because they are by far and away the best team in the NFL right now through the first uh, 13 weeks of the season. Back to the college football playoff conversation, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Zach in California next up on CBS Sports Radio. Zach, very important question right out of the gate. How do you spell your first name, just wondering? Oh, just like you, beautiful, Z-A-C-H. My man, what do you got for me? Hey, yo, um, I completely agree about uh, your thoughts on the the six-team playoffs because – for me, I think this year is a perfect example uh, of that 
because if we had four, if we had six teams this year, who would have got in, right? Florida and Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have been a perfect, I mean, perfect for everybody, you know? Yeah, so I no, I, I agree with you, and, and I don't think we need to see any more teams after that. Like, I, I like Oregon. I don't need to see any more of them. I, I don't need to see, um, you know, any more of Ohio State as well. And I would have been on board going to eight. I would have. But when you get rid of a Power 5 conference, I feel like you need to truncate the expansion as well. Let's go to Mike in Pennsylvania quickly. Mike, what do you got? Hey, Zach. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you making um, it. You know, you're saying that uh, a 12-team 12, a 12 playoff is going to water down the regular season. I think it's going to have an exact, the exact opposite effect. How so? Uh, give, give you two reasons. One, from a fan pers- fan's perspective, um, if my team – if my team's a top uh, Division One team and they lose in Week Four, my interest in my team diminishes greatly because they. But you could still get in as a one loss. You could still get in one loss. We've had two yeah, one loss teams get in this year. But who's your team? Just wondering. Well, my team's Notre Dame, so it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're they're a whole other category. But yeah. I'm just saying. You know, my, my interest in my team getting to their goal of winning a national championship if they lose in week four is greatly diminished. Uh, my, second, my second reason is because there's so much pressure to go undefeated, right now you have schools who their non-conference schedule is so weak because they're afraid of that non-conference loss. If we go to a 12-team expansion and we get through a couple of years of the scheduling cycle, I think you're going to see – a lot more um, non-conference matchups that are a lot better than we see right now. Yes and no, Mike, and I'm up against it. It's a good point that you bring up. Like, we did have Texas and Alabama play each other in week two, and both those teams did get in uh, to the college football playoff. But then how many schools start to say, oh, let's just keep on scheduling cupcakes, too? And I know with the conferences expanding, there's going to be fewer spots and there's more conference games and things like that and tougher teams that you could play. But ultimately... When does it start to become, oh, let me still schedule some soft school so if I lose two games, I can still find a way to be one of the 12 teams standing. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 